This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome everybody to episode 64 of the Animaniacast. Today, I want to try a little group session. And so, I've invited one of my other patients to join us. Who is it? One of those cute little Olsen twins? No, but it is a fellow Warner Brothers employee. Your other patient is here, Doctor. Very well. Send her in. Now, she may be shy and bashful and unwilling to chit-chat, so please be polite, okie-dokies. Okie-dokies. And welcome once again to another episode of the Animaniacast. We are the only podcast out there that's dedicated to the animated series, Animaniacs. Here we explore the series, episode by episode, exploring all the cultural references and gags that we can find. And in the end, we give each episode a water tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again from Los Angeles is my brother Nathan... Well, I'm the Warner hugger and kisser and squeezer into itty-bitty pieces. And over in Georgia, it's Kelly. This episode had Jurassic Park in it. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> it was very Spielbergian. Um, uh, well, today's episode is episode 64 of Animaniacs and includes a lot of filler. <laughs> and the two major segments, look at the fuzzy heads. And no face like home. Guys, in a few words, if you're someone to ask you about this episode, what would you tell them? Nathan. I feel stuffed from all the filler. <laughs> and Kelly, what about you? <laughs> it makes me want to go see Jurassic Park again. <laughs> yes, in the in the theater and everything. Yes. I did see it when, well, it, when it came out yeah. in 3D. Did you see it when it came out in 3D and everything a few years ago? Please, who are you talking to? Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> yeah, and of course you did catch E.T., right, when it was out recently? Actually, I missed E.T. because Aha. of Dra- Dragon Con, I, but I I did go see Close Encounters. There you go. Okay, so... You- yeah, it was just a really... It, they, they came like right about Labor Day, right around that same time, and I was like, I just don't have time to watch E.T. <laughs> it's, too, it's the tragic, tragic... I have to record podcasts every week. Like, who has time to watch E.T.? I know, exactly. I'd never seen Close Encounters in the theater, so that was amazing. And there was even this little, like, Spielberg featurette at the beginning, um, right before the movie. So, you know, there were tears. And and I'd seen E.T. I think it was the first movie I ever saw in the theater. So, I mean, I have seen it on the big screen, and it was it made a huge impact. I mean, I, I pretty much credit that with why I'm obsessed with Steven Spielberg. Okay. <laughs> well, yes, today we, I'm glad we got a little sprinkling of Spielberg in there for us. So yes, a, a little sprinkle Spielberg's always good. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, today's episode has, uh, like I said, those two major segments, look at the fuzzy heads, no face like home, lots of filler, which we're going to get to those different pieces you know, in in chunks, I suppose, because otherwise it just gets a little too confusing for everything. But before we get all to that, Nathan, can you can you please tell us when did this episode first premiere? Okay, so, Joey, this first premiered on Monday, May 16th of 1994, which was the same week that the movie Western Maverick was released. And all for one song, I swear, replaced R. Kelly's bumping grind for the number one <laughs> spot in the Hot 100. And former First Lady Jackie O passes away from cancer at age huh. 64. And the final episode of L.A. Law airs after eight years of run. Wow. Gosh, she was only 64. I just I felt like she was so like older than that. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Hmm? <laughs> the song's bumping grind and everything. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> What, what was the number one song again? It was... It's I, I Swear. swear the, I Swear. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Good old 90s music. <laughs> 90s had the best music. It really does. You know, I I, I have Amazon... Um, What is it called? Amazon Prime Unlimited or whatever like that, you know? 
There's just, mm-hmm. and there's like a station or two just of nothing but 90s. I will just put that on there and just, it's just relaxing just hearing all this. This And some of it is really silly, you know, in retrospect, but I, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, well, let's get right into today's episode here. Uh, first of all, we're going to start off with a few, uh, we're going to discuss a few Randy Beeman segments. Hey, this is Colin, voice of Randy Beeman's pal from Animaniacs, and you're listening to the Animaniacast. Okay, bye. So, in the first Randy Beeman segment that starts off today's episode, first thing is Colin comes out and he tells about a story about the time Randy Beeman ate a bologna sandwich. Uh, I believe this was at the cafeteria, I think he was saying, right? Then Jason made this gross noise, and Randy Beeman laughed so hard, bologna came out his nose. I that that has got to be number one. It's gross. Number two, that's got to be painful <laughs> right yeah. there for poor Randy Beeman uh, to have bologna coming out his nose. But anyway, um, one thing I noticed about this guy is I don't know if you noticed it as well. I was kind of creeped out at the fact that Colin turns his head. And he does. He does, you know, has this every now and then. He'll or turn his head for a profile, um, and he just looks so different, you know, versus when he's looking straight ahead versus his profile. Do you guys notice that too, or is it just me? I didn't notice it. I. I mean, he looks like like uh, Colin. I don't, I, I don't know. To me, he, <laughs> he, you know what? He actually does. He, he actually, I think he must have been modeled after actually Colin Wells when he was a kid, because he actually does resemble Colin a little bit. I've seen, you know, from the pictures and videos and stuff I've seen of, of Colin when he was actually on Saturday Night Live and everything. I'm like, it kind of does look like Colin on Animaniacs. <laughs> um, but his his face, he just has such a different, uh, his nose looks different and everything. I don't know. Next time you guys are watching it, check it out, because he he turns to walk away and his he has this just different profile. It doesn't seem like it matches his uh, face straight on. But maybe that's just me. Whatever. Anyway, if you guys didn't notice, it must must just be me. So anyway. <laughs> um, well, the second Randy Beeman segment that we have is one where Colin is playing with his toy airplane. And I think it, it breaks. Poor, poor guy. But uh, he's talking about um, Randy Beeman's family's party and having bean dip at the party. Randy Beeman's family had this party with food and stuff, and they had, like, this bean dip for the chips, and everybody ate it and said it was really good, only it wasn't bean dip. It was a mistake. It was really dog food. Okay, bye. And that's that's gross, and that can't be true. That seems like a, <laughs> that seems like a story totally that would be made up by a kid, um, but who knows? <laughs> See, I mean, at least it tasted good. Uh, yeah, yeah, hey, you know... <laughs> But it definitely didn't sa- taste like bean dip. You got to wonder, like, at what? How many bites in did people think, like, you know, this this doesn't taste like bean dip? But <laughs> whatever. Uh, I mean, as long like they said it tasted good, so I'm, you know, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be fine with eating dog food as long as it tasted good. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> like dogs can eat people food. Why can't people eat dog food? I mean. If you like eating horse, then yeah, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, (laughs) well, you can send your cans of dog food to Nathan (laughs) care of the animated cast. Only if it tastes good. Only (laughs) send your best tasting dog food to the animated cast. (laughs) Okay. Well, (laughs) guys, if you heard, those are our two Randy Beeman segments for today. Which of those uh, two Randy Beeman segments do you think is is the funniest, if you were to say, like, this one's better than the other one? Uh, Kelly, what do you think? I thought the the baloney out of the nose was the funnier one. (laughs) Uh, Nathan, what about you? I agree. Baloney out the nose. Baloney is just a funny word in general, so... (laughs) Baloney, baloney is our friendly friend. See, <laughs> yeah, that we, we we meet them up ourselves. Yes, um, <laughs> uh, I, I, you know what, I, I got almost a draw, but I'm gonna go with you guys. I guess the baloney, just because I actually thought that he, I was l- watching the episode from across the room, and I actually thought it was much grosser the first time I listened to the the bean dip one. I thought he said it was dog poo, 
And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and uh, then it was like, oh, dog food. I was like, oh, OK. It's, <laughs> it's at least not as gross. But my goodness, I was shocked for a second. I was like, they got they got away with that? Shocked anyway. and scandalized. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, yes. Yeah, so there's there's the Randy Beeman segments for today. Uh, one more filler to start off today's episode. And that, of course, is Nathan's favorite segment. Newsreel of the Stars. <laughs> and of course, today we got the not only do we get <laughs> Newsreel of the Stars, but this is the extended version once again uh, of Newsreel of the Stars. Uh, you know, there's not much to say about this because we've talked about it so many different times. And I don't know if we've mentioned it before, guys, but how old is Ralph? I mean, he was <laughs> he puts them, <laughs> he puts them away in the water tower in 1930 and he still looks the same. So he's either a really old or B, um, he, maybe that was his dad. Maybe his dad mm-hmm. worked at the at the at the you know over there too. Perhaps right. That's what I assumed. It was okay. his dad. Okay, okay. We're we're very interested in the timeline all of a sudden right now at, at Animaniac <laughs> cast. So <laughs> anyway, th- anything to say about that? Do, you, do you, I I like this version more, I suppose, than the the shorter version. Yeah, the but... the extended version I'd rather see, I guess. But also, I would rather see an actual cartoon. <laughs> that i haven't seen before <laughs> yeah yeah and i did notice it didn't go i i if and if i have to see newsreel the stars i want it to go right into the tower right at the end not do the bump mm-hmm. bump 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 at the end or whatever uh it didn't, it didn't do that and i was like oh gosh they really were trying to pad out for every second in this one to try to fill in as much as possible but whatever so before the first cartoon we had also a transition as well which is the warner's uh, and are trying to get away from Ralph, and they jump into one of those little rockets that you can find outside of grocery stores. This was the pick and slave instead of a pick and save, which I don't even know if they have pick and saves anymore in the country. But anyway, they get into the rocket ship and they dump in a ton of quarters, and the rocket takes off because apparently that's what happened. You dump about 50 bucks worth of quarters and you can take off. So just heads up for all you kids out there. Um, and so they take off and then Ralph gets on the horse that's next to it in order to get it to move. He puts a carrot in front of the horse and the horse takes off and it almost becomes like in return of the Jedi where, you know, there are two speeder bikes right next to each other for a little bit. And he's trying to jump or grab. Oh, that's what it made me think of. Okay. Yeah. It was just like, this looks familiar to me. So it was a little bit like that, but I'm sure I'm sure they were not trying to reference it, but that's what it looked like to me. Anyway, he tries to grab... Well, everything looks like Star Wars to me. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, he tries to grab the Warners, and out of nowhere, in the middle of the road, (laughs) there's a wall, and they hit hit the wall. The Warners... (laughs) The Warner's rocket ship hits the wall, but they're able to jump off the rocket ship just in time to jump over the wall. And, of course, Ralph just hits the wall. Um, But, yeah, that was very weird to have, like, a a major street with a wall just at the end of it. So not a very – I don't know who the city planner is in Burbank, but uh, apparently – that yeah, those there's walls everywhere in the middle of the road. So just be careful (laughs) out there in California, Nathan, when you're driving around Burbank. Um, so I wonder the traffic's so bad. I know they got to get these walls off the. <laughs> anyway, uh, guys, any any thoughts about uh this this transition right here before we move on to the the first cartoon? I thought uh, Ralph was pretty smart using a carrot stick. It's cheaper than a bunch of quarters, probably. <laughs> That's very yeah. true. Um, the animation yeah, was good. Cute. Yeah, the animation was good too. I thought, right? I mean. It's always these transitions are always good animation. I think I want to say it was Wang Animation that these did these, but I don't know for certain. I you know I'll leave that to the other the actual experts out there, not to the casual viewer like myself. But anyway, <laughs> that's it's a it's a nice segment. So let's move on to look at the fuzzy heads. Look at the fuzzy heads was written by Peter Hastings. And it was directed by Barry Caldwell and Dave Marshall and Kelly. Tell us what happens in Look at the Fuzzy Heads. The Warner siblings are Dr. Scratch and Sniffs. And, um, you know, he's being their peace psychiatrist. And he brings Elmira in to join them. 
And and for once, the the Warners sort of have have met their match, <laughs> and they're terrified of her and run away. Um, because she's uh, Doctor Scratch and Sniff is gets out. Um, uh, what does he call Mister Puppet Head? Yes, and uses that to try to talk to everybody. And Elmira loves Mister Puppet Head, and um, <laughs> Wacko knocks him on the head with a mallet with his puppet, and. Uh, Elmira tries to, you know, kiss him and make him bed there and hug him and squeeze him. And then uh, she, she picks him up and she's like, no one's there. And uh, <laughs> I got a woogie on my noggin. Oh, don't worry, Mr. Puppethead. I'll take care of you with a great big huggy poo. I'm going to make you all better and love you and kiss you and be nursey nurse for the sick little woogie noggin. Oh, the humanity. Mr. Puppethead, what happened? Nobody's home. There's an understatement. So they go back to their tower to try to hide from her, and she's right there. Dun, dun, dun. Um, <laughs> riding in the, the train, and they you know try to run away from her again, and then they go hiding under Ralph. And she finds them and then they see Buttons and Mindy. And so they use a little toy dog to uh, lure Mindy outside the yard. And Buttons is about to go off and uh, follow her. And Yakko is like, you know, it, it's all taken care of. Don't worry about it. And so he gives like Buttons a day off. It's really nice. <laughs> and uh, she she goes into a um, anvil factory and Elmira is just, Oh, little girl, and and she's so excited and chasing her, and then an anvil lands on her head, and uh, she's just like she is in Tiny Toons, where she hugs and squeezes and kisses everything, and likes cuddly animals and babies, and just terrifies the Warners, and uh, so yeah, she gets an anvil dropped on her head. Yeah, and, uh, I think the whole building at the end, like some building in the distance, she goes all the way into the distance and then uh, mm-hmm. an entire building collapses on her. Yeah, and Buttons claps. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Buttons was very happy about the situation. <laughs> <laughs> Which Oh, we... wait, no. I, I forgot the best part. Okay, yeah, best I was, part. I, I was oh. wondering about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, the best part is they follow her into, um, or she follows them into a movie theater. And the movie on the screen is Jurassic Park. That's right. And there's a dinosaur and there's the, the Jeep or Explorer. And and it kind of bothers me a little bit just because I'm, I'm me. But it's Ellie and Grant in the car and Ellie's screaming. And, and it really should be like Malcolm and Muldoon. But <laughs> well, it's technically not Jurassic Park. It's Jurassic Picnic. So it's yes. okay. Well, okay. <laughs> I'll let that one slide. It was Jurassic 1.5. It was like, you know, just, or, you know, the deleted scenes, perhaps, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at the big dino head. You're cute. I'm going to bathe you and powder you and teach you how to go on the paper. Oops. But I really like, I mean, they really captured that scene. Um, mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, the, the visuals of the movie pretty well. I don't know if y'all noticed, but at one point, the, the dinosaur kind of leans down, and you, you, you kind of see the, the eye, and it reminded me of when the, the T-Rex peers down and the kids are in the, the uh, vehicle, and um, you just kind of see the eye lit up by the flashlight. And anyway, I was thinking way too serious about it, and um, <laughs> really appreciating the artistry of this parody of Jurassic Park. And... Uh, so yeah, that was that was exciting. I, I and I think when this came out, I mean, I'd have to double check the dates, but I don't think Jurassic Park was even out on video yet. No, so, I, I put out on one of our previous episodes. I think it was the episode where we talked about video review, um, mm-hmm. and I actually found the original um, audio of like a commercial about coming to VHS now for the first time. Yeah, I don't. I think you're right. I, I still don't think yeah. it was out on, on, on so any VHS little. Any tiny little, you know, bit of Jurassic Park I could get in that time period because it was out of the theaters, I think, and I just I couldn't watch it, and it was I was getting like the shakes <laughs> because 
I needed my Jurassic Park. So any little reference to it, I just get so excited about. Isn't it crazy how nowadays, like, a movie goes out of the theater and it's on DVD, Blu-ray immediately. And sometimes it's even yeah. still running in the cheap theaters while it's out on Blu-ray and stuff at the same time, you know? So. I, don't, I don't get that. Well, I, unless it's a movie that I actually want to watch again, because I, I looked up Atomic Blonde because that's what I did for Halloween um, for a party last week. And it's not going to be out until next month. Now that I thought that had already been out for ages because I saw it months ago. In the yeah, <laughs> it just depends on the movie, I suppose. But yeah, it's it's yeah. it's just weird how that how that happens. But it's gotten much better, at least. I, I don't think kids, oh, yeah. kids today they don't understand how long we had to <laughs> yeah, wait. I, I looked up uh, the, so Jurassic Park was released June tenth, nineteen ninety three. The DVD or VHS wasn't released till October fourth, nineteen ninety four. Yeah, so, that's what I was thinking. So five months away. Yeah, I know it was in October. Um, Wait, no, not five months. I mean, you're talking about a year and five months. Well, I'm saying from this date of the episode. Oh, from the date. May right now, 94. Still five months away. That's like a year and a half. Yeah. Roughly. That was, I mean, that's not as bad as E.T. I don't remember how many years it took for E.T. to come out on video, but that was the first VHS um, that my family owned my dad had like pre-ordered it and brought it home and and they used to be so that. expensive too it was just as oh, much yeah. as like i i you know like a well when the, originally when like you could just rent the the videos they would cost like a hundred dollars or more or something like that for the tape uh and then eventually they went down to you know forty dollars or sometimes 25 but even that's back in the '90s, money, you know. Gosh, it's it's yeah, kind of it's crazy. kind of crazy the how the things have gotten cheaper. So now we go to the five dollar bin at Walmart and we can get <laughs> the DVDs that we want. <laughs> anyway, well, so that is that is uh, today's uh, first segment right there. Look at the fuzzy heads. A lot of funny stuff uh, and some references right here. I mean, the the first one they, they mentioned like you know a Warner Brothers employee is going to be joining us. And they said, what is it, the cute Olsen twins? Um, mm-hmm. Who have got to be billionaires, I believe, now, even though they haven't done anything um, for many years. Um, well, I think they're in, one, at least one of them, I think, is in fashion or something. Yeah, I think they, they just invested their money and just did other stuff with it. And uh, boy, oh boy, they were they, they became successful after that. But anyway, um, there's uh, also, when they go up to the multiplex, Nathan was mentioning it's uh, the Jurassic Picnic. And the other film that was at the multiplex was the last Arnold film. And I, that's got to be a parody of last action hero, which had come mm-hmm. out in the, in the early nineties, which I've never seen. I just remember. I haven't either. It wasn't Jake Lloyd in it. Uh, it wasn't Jake Lloyd. It was a kid that kind of looked like Jonathan Taylor Thomas, but I don't think was I Jonathan Taylor. That. No, that's jingle all the way. You're thinking of jingle. Ah, okay. I knew it was My hit like film jingle all the way. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> Anyway, I haven't seen either one of them. Yeah, I think I've seen like five minutes of Jingle All the Way, just enough to go, okay, that's a bad movie. I'm going to move on. Um, <laughs> but um, anyway, so Last Action Hero, I remember that came out. That was like so over budget. And perhaps people did think that that was going to be the last Arnold film. I don't know. But he's obviously continued to make stuff even after being governor, which is crazy. Anyway. Um, sitting behind the Warners in the movie are, uh, Norman Bates from the Boyd's episode. And I think he was in, uh, broadcast nuisance as well. So he's, you know, he's, he's in there. And then the Renona writer's character from uh skullhead bony hands is apparently in the, I thought that was her. Yeah. She's in the theater as well. So they you know, they're, they're reusing some of those character models and stuff, which is always a nice little Easter egg. Um, the other, <laughs> The other really obscure kind of thing, at least for me, was the Petticoat Junction reference that Elmira gives. That was a close one. That was a weird one. On the board! Woo-woo! <laughs> We're going to play Petticoat Junction. She sings this song, which as a kid, I had no idea what she was singing but for some reason it would still get in my head because i thought it was so hilarious I, nathan I, I know you never watched petticoat junction right nope uh <laughs> kelly have you ever seen an episode of petticoat junction at all nope nope i had i i neither have i because it was never on nick at night growing up so uh but <laughs> it i did watch the theme <laughs> song this morning 
<laughs> to see like, okay, what the heck are they talking about with Petticoat Junction? And there is a character named Uncle Joe. And in the theme song, it says, Petticoat Junction. And that's Uncle Joe. He's a moving kind of slow at the junction. Petticoat Junction. And Elmira, of course, turned it into her variation, which is insane. And then she says something which I, I'm assuming is a Petticoat Junction reference. And listeners, if you you do know anything about Petticoat Junction, you can uh, write to us and let me know. But she says, Come back! I got some taffy! I'm assuming that's a Petticoat Junction reference. Nathan, I called our dad today <laughs> to see if even he knew what that was about. And mm-hmm. he basically said, No, I never watched Petticoat Junction because back in the 60s, CBS had a bunch of shows that were really bad. And he went and he listed off. They had Petticoat Junction and Gilligan's Island and all these other shows that were really lame. And, 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 you know, if he was, you know, gosh, he was, it must have been, uh, in his, you know, teens, twenties. And yeah, he was in his teens and twenties and stuff in the, in the sixties. And he said, you know, you know, they were like so uncool that, it was kind of cool to watch them because of the irony of watching it. But oh my goodness. yeah, but he said, then one day CBS just canceled all of those shows and just started putting on smarter shows in the seventies, like Bob Newhart and all in the family, as if to say, why are we doing these <laughs> sitcoms kind of stuff uh, like Gilligan's Island and Petticoat Junction and stuff like that. Um, So yeah, <laughs> I just thought, I had an interesting conversation about sitcoms with my dad, but no idea what Kathy was all about. Um, other than that, I mean, obviously, it was just kind of cool to see if listeners, if you don't know who Elmira is, she was from Tiny Toon Adventures and she's hilarious and you should watch Tiny Toon Adventures episodes because Elmira is always one of my favorite characters on that show. I don't know about you guys, but I always loved episodes with Elmira. Um, She annoyed me in a funny way (laughs) (laughs) she kind of reminded me of our sister nathan i don't know she reminded because she because she just kind of she she does kind of have a a a kind of a weird personality and as a kid you know our sister was very much kind of like hey no i don't know uh (laughs) you wanted her it's kind of like your sister like you want her to go away like stop it go away and it was kind of the same thing with almira with the characters like oh my gosh she's so annoying go away and so I just had that that kind of feeling like I can relate to that. Yeah, my sister can kind of be annoying sometimes. Anyway, I did, I am um, I sort of mim- mimic her when I'm hugging Indiana. Sometimes Indiana's my dog. For those who don't know, because so we named the dog Indiana. We named the dog Indiana. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, but I got him. I hug him. I'm like, I'll hug you and squeeze you and kiss you and you know, I'll do that just to because I annoy him. So. <laughs> Well, what made you laugh in this first uh, segment, uh, Nathan? Um, I, I liked, of course, the puppet, uh, Mr. Puppethead, and uh, <laughs> I liked seeing Elmira. <laughs> yeah. The moment you mentioned um, Kelly with the puppet, like, nobody's home. I just, that just makes me laugh every time when she just looks right. at the audience. Um, but yeah, it was uh, uh, just a lot of fun uh, seeing Jurassic Park. I mean, uh, we've mentioned pretty much everything uh and then, of course, that that twist ending. It was a very uh, fun cameo of having uh, Mindy and Buttons. At the end, yeah, and for Buttons to actually have, you know, actually everything go well for Buttons at the end. We can assume yeah. that Mindy was fine because, like I said before, Mindy's always fine. Just let her do mm-hmm. her thing. She will come back eventually, and you won't get hurt. And this is the first time and only time <laughs> that Buttons actually just let it happen. I was really I liked, happy for him. Yeah. <laughs> I liked when uh, Elmira got hit with that anvil. And... Look out, girly head! Hey, come back here, you little messiness. And I thought the, the puppets, even the animation of the puppets were really cute when the Warner siblings had, you know, each of their own and just thought they were they were cute. I, I wanted to hug them and squeeze them and kiss them. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello, Mr. Puppethead. <laughs> Is there something you kiddies would like to share with Mr. Puppethead? 
to share? Good! What? This! <gasps> Naughty puppet! <laughs> Wacko's puppet is kind of like looking up at him. I just thought that was just the cutest little uh, little thing. I don't know. It's just a very funny uh, first cartoon. So, so before we go on to the next cartoon featuring Slappy Squirrel, we're going to talk about the other <laughs> group of filler that we have in this episode. And we had not one, but two Dot's Poetry Corners. The, <laughs> the first Dot Poetry Corner uh, is Dot talking about Old King Cole. Old King Cole. Old King Cole was a merry old soul, and a merry old soul was he. He called for his pipe, and he called for his bowl. And he called information for numbers he could have easily looked up in the phone book. Thank you. I thought this thing was totally pretty antiquated by today's terms. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't even know the last time I've actually looked in a phone book to look at a number. Um now it's always, Siri, give me the number for whatever. And, you know, that's how you find the number. The other one that we have is Dot's Poetry Corner on uh, Beans, Beans, the Musical Fruit. Ode to a veggie. Beans, beans, the musical fruit. The more you eat, the more they kick you off the air if you finish this poem. Thank you. Now, the weird thing about this one is... Not just the fact that she's, you know, doing a thing and, you know, talk about network sensors, which is cute, but she calls it Ode to a Veggie and yet calls it a fruit. What? Anyway. It's a legume. <laughs> it's exactly. It's <laughs> neither one. Thank you, Nathan. It's a legume. Beans are not veggies nor fruit. They are legumes. But like the in the song, it is Beans, Beans, Musical Fruit. Yes. So. Should be owed to a legume, really, or shouldn't it be? The musical legume. The more you eat, the more you poem. <laughs> <laughs> so close to a rhyme, but not. It just failed at the last second. Oh, well. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, out of these two Dots Poetry Corners, guys, which one is, uh, which one's your favorite? Uh, Kelly, which one do you like more? I think I like the Yellow Pages one better. Yeah. And Nathan? I like the beans. The beans one? I like the beans one yeah. too, just because it's. I, I just like the. For some reason, that one's gotten into my head. Uh, when I think Dot's Poetry Corners, that particular one is one of the first ones I think of, and I'm not exactly mm. sure why. Because uh, probably because I've heard that tune <laughs> multiple times throughout my lifetime, and uh, I now associate it with uh, Dot for whatever. Well, for this reason, not for whatever reason. Yeah, and I, I like how it's a. There's kind of a bean uh, theme at the very end because they have that, and then the Randy Beeman. Uh, bean dip. Oh, oh, there you go. You got you got some right sort of <laughs> the theme of beans is, is very good in this episode. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> excellent. All right, well, let's go ahead and get into our next cartoon, and it of course is called No Face Like Home. No Face Like Home was written by John P. McCann, and it was directed by Rusty Mills. And Nathan, can you tell us, please, what happens in uh, No Face Like Home? All right. So Skippy is visiting his aunt in Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Clinic and Country Club. Uh, Slappy is getting plastic surgery. Um, She wants to look younger so that she can fix the cartoons, and they only hire attractive people in cartoons nowadays. So uh, she goes under uh, by watching an Alan Alda uh, (laughs) video. (laughs) Uh, And she's out like a light. And her doctor goes to scrub up. But then Walter Wolf comes in and knocks him out with an anvil and puts on some sudsing germs and um, then uh, decides to mess up Slappy's face. But Slappy, unbeknownst to Walter Wolf, is still conscious. So, uh, every time Walter Wolf tries to do something, Slappy foils it and hurts Walter Wolf and to the point where Walter Wolf gets knocked unconscious and then gets thrown into uh, plastic surgery and then becomes uh, comes out looking kind of like Hello Nurse, I guess. And uh, Slappy decides she doesn't need plastic surgery after all. The end. The end. It was edutainment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, this 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 particular cartoon is kind of making fun of a, a few different things. After school specials, for one, um, the whole 
uh, plastic surgery, uh, you know, thing that, you know, of course, actresses, you know, have to get, you know, even to this day, it's kind of ridiculous how you can have mm. like a, a just like a beautiful woman and then they get plastic surgery to stay pretty or to look pretty and they come out looking not not good. <laughs> so like that secretary who says, I'm pretty. Wow, your skin's so tight you could bounce quarters off it. I'm pretty. Now what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, oh boy. Um, anyway, there is a there's a reference right here to uh, a Wilford Brimley uh, reference to Cocoon, which I totally missed. Um, did you? I did not. Okay, I got it right away. <laughs> I'm gonna transform into a butterfly. A Wilford Brimley, whichever comes out of a cocoon. I've never seen Cocoon, so that that's probably why it went over my I've head, I suppose. Bits of it? I I remember when it came out. I always like paid special attention to Wilford Brimley because he was in the Ewoks Battle for Andor movie. Yes, yes. So I knew him from like when I was a little kid. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess the only other little reference, I mean if you didn't if you missed it, if you blinked and missed it, there was a Minerva Mink. Uh, on the on the cover of the uh, Hollywood Schmooze, I think is what it was, or something like that. The magazine that uh, Slappy was going over. Um, and really, the only other thing I think they were really kind of making fun of, which I thought was kind of cool, was educational cartoons, where this really lame cartoon about deforestation is going on. Ha-ha! <laughs> I love chopping down virgin timber! Wolverine Lou, hurting trees is wrong, gee hee. Gosh, Robin Robin, no one ever told me. I will stop now and go help someone in need. I really like how John McCann in this one was making fun of those types of cartoons and how lame those can be. I I, I don't know, like I know Captain Planet was a, around this time and I just hated the cartoon Captain Planet. I just it was the most boring cartoon and then there was always cartoons like, you know, the Care Bears and and I stuff. Love Care Bears. Well, I did as a little kid and then as it just didn't you can't rewatch it though. You know what I mean? It doesn't you, you kind of like I watched the Care Bears movie or a few times as a kid and I loved it. And then I just hated it after a while. <laughs> I don't know the, there's, I, I, I like how, I like how this, uh, this particular cartoon made fun of other uh, cartoons. Um, it made me wonder about voice actors, how, you know, yeah, it's a job and you're getting paid for it, but gosh, there has to be so many scripts sometimes where you're reading it and you're going, what the heck am I saying? And, Number two, this is horrible. <laughs> you know, but I, you know what I mean? I don't know. But it's a job. I was sort of surprised they got away with saying the word virgin. Oh, well, yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I know in that, that context, it yeah. was fine. Yeah. It's just not something you see in cartoons a lot. That's very true. Um, they also mentioned after school specials a lot. I don't know. They did have after school specials. Uh, I know when we were growing up, Kelly, did you ever watch any of those? I, I think they were on ABC when I would grow up. Yeah. But I'd, I'd never watched any. Sometimes because I wanted to and sometimes because school made us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do remember one or two where, you know, you have to, you know, it was movie. Oh, we get to watch a movie in class. And it was Scott Bayo, you know, or something <laughs> like that. You know, like the dangers of drugs. And it was just a lame story. But. Anyway, They're, I mean, they worked all that kind of stuff. I'm, I mean, I don't know why we don't have that nowadays, really, because, I mean, they, they were good messages, even if they were corny. But even like the cartoons of the era, because when I went back and watched Jim and the Holograms, it was there was a whole episode about drug use and how it was bad. And, you know, they they sort of taught a lesson without getting too preachy. And, and there was a lot of that buried in, in you know, early 80s. And maybe up to late 80s kind of stuff. It stuck in your head, though. You know what I mean? Like, whether it was a cartoon that was teaching you about don't do drugs, and it just made it part of the plot, or even, like, even sitcoms. Like, I, I still remember to this day, and I discuss it all the time with my wife, the episode of Punky Brewster, where her friend gets locked into a refrigerator. And Oh, my gosh. Do you remember this I love Punky Brewster, yeah. <laughs> okay, do you remember that episode? Okay, because I remember this, and I, I remember as a kid going, where do they have fridge? <laughs> this is like some problem that 
I'm sure there have been kids that have, unfortunately, there have been kids that have died from, from going into a, a, a fridge and then getting locked in there. And, but, um, I, I've never, <laughs> I've never, this is not a problem in my neighborhood. I just remember this episode of, oh my gosh, don't go inside the refrigerator. <laughs> You can get locked Hunk, in. Hunky Brewster dealt with some real life issues, man. <laughs> really did. <laughs> it's crazy. Anyway, um, yeah, <laughs> Punky Brewster. My goodness, <laughs> I love that show. Anyway, Punky. Anyway, <laughs> no, that's not it. I can't do it. Hang on, I can do it. Uh, <clears throat> punky, Punky. Oh, uh, there we on. are. Punky, Punky. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Nathan, uh, any, any particular things in this one that you, that stood out for you that you thought was funny? Uh, I liked all the golfing references they made that doctors are constantly <laughs> yeah, golfing. The, the doctors <laughs> were golfing a lot in this place. They were, uh, they were doing a lot more golfing than, well, at least they were multitasking, right? They could have, yeah. they were trying to do it in between calls. Are you here for plastic surgery or golf? There's a wait on golf. Do it and, in the hospital. Yeah. And there was uh, some fun, like, little, like, uh, Jay Leno face that Slappy made. <laughs> yeah. It was nice. And did Jerry Lewis do a, a, a thing like that? I, I, I'm I assuming that Jerry Lewis I, did a bit like that, although I don't know exactly what she's referring to. Um, again, listeners, if you know exactly what uh, movie that it happens to be from. Jerry Lewis, eat your heart out. It's like the jokes on this episode particularly are being written for <laughs> for adults and, and not like not that the humor is like risque or anything necessarily. It's just that this is a joke like Alan Alda, <laughs> Alan <Yeah>. Alda movies. <laughs> it's like, all right, Miss Squirrel, just relax and watch the monitor. I'm going to show you scenes from Alan Alda movies. You'll be out in no time. Couldn't you just hit me on the head with a hammer? <laughs> now, now, you just watch Mr. Aldo while I go wash up. I mean, what do we really know about people? About men? Women? I'm puzzled. Being in a relationship is like walking the tightrope of life. You know, you really got the idea, you know, like we we're watching this episode that they didn't care about uh, oh, kids will get this. Alan, all the movies, you know, <laughs> or, or this Jerry Lewis bit, you know, like they didn't care. They just did it because it was funny. And that's one of the things I love about Animaniacs is just do it because it's funny. And we as the writing team or the voice actors think it's funny. So let's do it. I just I just think that's genius. I love that. Uh, Kelly, anything that anything from this that you thought was uh, humorous? Well, we've already mentioned the cocoon reference, which I, I thought was it was very subtle. Um, but I liked it. I thought that was funny. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just you know, it was sort of a different slappy, you know, she was not in the tree and just uh interesting with, with the golfing, which you know, yeah, I mean you you've already covered it all. Yeah, and some good commentary on plastic surgery in general and uh, just you know, some social commentary I suppose right there. And Walter Wolf looked looked pretty good at the end. He looked like Hello Nurse as a wolf, which was kind of weird <laughs> and creepy, but <laughs> it's just a nice little twist. They did very good plastic surgery on Walter Wolf, I gotta say. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's very good. Um, My face! I'm ruined! What will the other villains say? Very impressive. Well, it was quick too. Like, yeah, they they get you in and out of that place real quick. So no bandages, nothing like it's <laughs> Very well, impressive. Well, it's different when you're a cartoon character. They can just use an eraser so. and just draw on top of you, <laughs> and then you're all good again. So there we are. Now that's edutainment. Well, let's go ahead and close things up. Before we do, we have the Wheel of Morality. It's that time again. Oh, no, not the Wheel of Morality. Afraid so. It's time to learn the moral of today's story. And this is the extended wheel of morality once again. So in case you didn't know, that not only is it filler, but we're going to take this. we got to stretch this filler out even more. So they get a little extra running in there. And they have this discussion in this episode, of this particular wheel of morality, I should say, about what's the purpose of wheel of morality? It's stupid. Oh, who came up with this idea? It's the it's the executives at Fox Kids. Oh, we love it. Um, <laughs> so I thought that was a cute little conversation. The moral itself was 
kind of lame, even by wheel of morality standards of of rinse, uh, lather, repeat, or lather, rinse, repeat, especially because we've seen it (laughs) as a, as a ending tower joke a few times. Um, Yeah. So I'm like, Hey, we've already, come on, go. (laughs) So I wish it was, it was something different, but other than that, I thought it was, it was pretty good. What do you guys think about this wheel of morality here? I I thought it was too familiar. There was nothing knew about it so i wasn't impressed i thought we'd seen that one before yeah i I thought they already complained about the the maybe it's just me they already have to okay they already complained and they already did like it was all stuff we've seen before i don't think they said lather rinse repeat before except in the stinger or whatever okay so it is totally repeating stuff okay so there's nothing new about it so and then we got the lather rinse repeat which is a repeat okay so it's repeats in out of in different order but in still repeat anyway well there we go (laughs) let's go ahead and uh get to our water tower rating well what do you guys think out of five water towers how many water towers would you give today's episode kelly let's start with you i will give it four okay i was super funny and jurassic park (laughs) <laughs> and Nathan, what about you? I'm going to give it three and a half. The two segments were both really good, except there was just, there was just too much filler. Um, <laughs> so a little bit off of that and a newsreel for the start, you know. So yeah, three and a half. Okay. And I'll give it, uh, I'll give four as well. Um, yeah, the, I, you know what? Quite frankly, I was just about to give it four and a half out of five until you guys pointed out the Wheel of Morality was just you know, a complete repeat stuff right there. I'm like, oh gosh. And then newsreel of stars. I'm like, okay, I'm going to knock it down a half, half water tower. I'm sorry, episode, but you still a great episode. It's still a very funny episode. And even the filler was good. It was just a, maybe just a little too much filler, right? You know, you just, you just have to, it's like, it's like you have your, your main courses and then you just, they give you Mm -hmm. too many appetizers, you know, in between. And you're just like, whoa, you know, too many things on the side, please. Just the main course. Anyway, well, that's our water tower rating. Let's go ahead and get to our poll results from, well, it wasn't even last week. It was a, it was a little while ago because we had our interview <laughs> with Tom Ruger, uh, last week. <laughs> the last time we had a poll was a, was a couple of weeks ago. And the poll was, which of these Katie Kaboom cartoons is your favorite? Hashtag Animaniacs, hashtag Animaniacast poll. So the three choices were Katie Kaboo, Driving Lesson, and Call Waiting. Call Waiting was at the bottom, 12%. Driving Lesson was 38%. But Katie Kaboo won. It was 50% of the vote. Um, I'm going to go with Nathan first. Which of those three Katie Kaboo booms is your favorite? I voted for Katie Kaboo because uh, Chicken Boo's in it. <laughs> me, <laughs> me too. Uh, although I did like Driving Lesson, I did like the the first one. Just yeah, you, you know, it's Chicken Boo. And Kelly, we all know that Katie Kaboom is your favorite segment. <laughs> uh, so this must have been a hard vote for you to to really go between them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I like Katie Kaboo too because I do like Chicken Boo. Yeah, it, it is. It's just a nice little thing. It's just the the idea that. Um, Somebody could be so it, it it makes sense, you know, that uh, Katie would be just upset and about their boyfriend and everything. And anyway. OK, so those were our thoughts on the Katie Kaboom episodes. But we have a brand new poll for this week. And Nathan, what is the poll? So um, as we all know, Animaniacs is no longer on Netflix Boo. for syndication. Yeah. So the question is, where do we want Animaniacs to run syndication now? Or something like that. You'll figure out how to write that. I will. (laughs) Uh, The choices are back to Netflix, or we can go to Hulu, or we could do Amazon Prime, or maybe just back on TV on some station, some WB or something, uh, back on syndication there. (laughs) You want the WB network to come back? Yeah, bring back WB network. And then bring back Animaniacs. Hey, that sounds like the most likely thing to happen, I believe, right? (laughs) And while you're at it, put the Warner Brothers stores back in the malls and, uh, and get, (laughs) anyway. Uh, 
I think we were more likely to get a time machine than uh, to work than I, that. To happen. Put it on Cartoon Network then, or something. Uh, Cartoon you know, Network, those... Nickelodeon, yeah, yeah, Boomerang. Even I think that's yeah. Even Boomerang will work. Well, anyway, sure. And TV, TV, <laughs> TV. Well, you can uh, head on over to. Uh, twitter.com slash animaniacast or simply search on twitter for hashtag animaniacast poll and you can make your voice heard on that and who knows maybe maybe it might just happen who knows well let's go ahead and get over to our contact information kelly where can people get in contact with you they can find me on twitter at yoda princess y-o-d-a-p-r-n-c-s-s or email me kelly at bigshinyrobot.com and Nathan, what about you? I'm in L.A., folks, uh, if you're in the area. But <laughs> if you're not, you can try finding me on Twitter, uh, DjangoFT. That's me. All right. And as for the Animaniacast, we are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. And you can always email us at Animaniacast at RetroZap.com. Hey, wait a minute. Speaking of RetroZap.com, you should head on over there. You know why? Because... Every day there's something going on over there. It is insane. There's tons of fantastic articles to read, and there's also fantastic podcasts that you should be listening to as well, such as the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast, ARGcast, Beltway Banthas, Brews and Blasters, Classic Marvel Star Wars Comics, The Deuce Cast Movie Show, Dork Lair, Dunecast, Green Justice and Arrow podcasts, Kanata's Castle, The Sandcrawler Podcast, Scarlet Velocity, A Flash Podcast, Skywalking Through Neverland, Starships, Sabres, and Scoundrels, Talking Apes TV, Techno Retro Dads, Terrigan Dreams, The Trade Federation, Warp Trails, and We Know Nothing. My goodness, the podcast network at RetroZap is huge right now, so lots of different franchises for you to check it out. In fact, one of the easiest ways to listen to every one of those podcasts is to simply go onto Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts and simply subscribe to the RetroZap feed. You can get every single one of those podcasts delivered straight to your device, and you can listen at your leisure. It's fantastic. By the way, you can also go to AnimaniCast.com and see a full listing of our previous shows, as well as subscribing to us on whatever podcasting you have, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, uh, whatever. You use it, subscribe, <laughs> enjoy, leave us a review on iTunes. There's so many different things you can do. I'm very demanding of our audience, but you should do it all. <laughs> so with all that in mind, for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. I love a happy ending. Sometimes I just love when it ends. <laughs>